0: All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, and let us continue our walk through the unrestricted free agents by position. Today, a position that you would think the Avs don't necessarily have a pressing need for, but maybe they will, depending on how things go this offseason, and that's in the Defense Department. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you.
1: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
0: every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day, that's always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, L O P N underscore avalanche on Twitter, locked on avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, locked on avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live, and definitely subscribe to our subtext. Link to that is in the show notes below. When you subscribe, you talk with Kyle and I on a one on one basis. Uh, on today's episode, we w- we are recording this As the third period of the Dallas Stars and Vegas Golden Knights is happening right now, Vegas pretty much has that game in hand. But the things that have been going on during that game, uh, we we didn't really anticipate to talk about it, but we will. We definitely will. So that will be happening a little bit later. And uh, we have Eric Johnson and his season grade to get to. But where we start today is kind of where we've been starting in these last handful of episodes of Locked on Avalanche. And that's going through the unrestricted free agents. Uh, we've been doing it by position. Today's the defenseman. And, you know, you you look at what the Avalanche have in defense and you feel pretty good about it. Obviously, when you have guys like Kale McCarr and uh, Devon Taves and. Sam Girard and Bo Byram, you feel pretty good about your your main group of guys, but we've said it a couple times uh, during since the Avalanche season came to an end, there might be some turnover there for the Avalanche on the on the defense side, so they might have to dip into the free agency. They, they and and I mean, I say they might have to dip into it. They they probably will anyway for something for some depth. Uh, but you keep hearing one Sam Gerrard might be something of a trade to we talk, you know, bring in a 2C and to alleviate some uh that cap. Um, and that cap would go towards a 2C. And then you hear the name Devontae's get thrown out there. And I think a lot of people feel like that he has will get something done with him because his number is obviously going to go up. Uh, but what? How, how do they make that work? How do they make the money work and the cap work to be able to extend <laughs> him? And if they feel like they can't, is there a deal for him, a business deal, that they feel like, okay, we have to get rid of him so we get something back? Maybe that doesn't happen right away. Maybe that's like a later on type of thing, uh, but that is at least on the table. You can't deny that it's on the table right now.
1: Yeah, and you would like to make the move... Like if you're in the Avalanche front office, that Sam Gerrard contract, especially after last year finished, you're looking at it, you're like, this is going to be a problem. And you look at your cap hit, what you need, and all the everydayers that have been listening to every episode talking about the unrestricted free agents that are out there. When you're looking at the the defense position when it comes to unrestricted free agents, the unre- the ears have been sound checking the hey, defense for that tenacious d that's out there (laughs) and they can't find their wonder boy because the defense is kind of thin so if you're going to be making a move like that Mm -hmm. what are you going to replace the production of a Devontae's? what are you going to replace the production of a sam gerard is it out there in the unrestricted free agent pool are you going to have to make another trade you got to think about these things yes you want to offload those contracts and kind of get away from what is going to be getting but mm-hmm. you also have to put a hockey team together we said that a couple times already and with what's out there in as a UFA I don't know if you're going to be getting that same kind of production unless you're going to be making another heavy-headed move
0: um, I think we'll get to who's available in a minute but I, I think there could be guys that if you get rid of someone like Sam Gerrard I feel like you can go get somebody that's in free agency that could match the production um, offensively um, But what he brings, I know know people think like his actual defense is suspect. It's not as bad as people want to make it out to be, but he's a great puck mover. Mm -hmm. He is a great transition defenseman. He turns defense into offense. Um, That might be tough to find someone that can do it on kind of like the level that he does it. But it's interesting because you, you can go into this season if you're the avalanche with those four guys and then you fill in like the last pairing. It, I say last parent and you even have Josh Manson there too. And I know he didn't have the best playoff, but you know, let's calm down. I think he'll be, I think he was injury riddled last year. Um, but I, like you can go into next year with a really good defensive unit. Mm-hmm. And at the, the, you know, you have to sacrifice if you don't make a move with someone like Sam Girard, um, you are sacrificing the the 2c because really you have to kind of go find if you're not going to trade for the 2c you have to get it somewhere what's been here has not been the best in terms of you know alex Newhook and jt confer was a little bit better um but you're sacrificing that if you don't make a move because what's available on the waiver wire is not or not the waiver wire i'm sorry the uh free agency wire is is not the best so it's kind of like a catch-22. Do you want to go in with this defensive unit and feel good about it and then figure it out in another year? But now you're up against free agents like with Devon Taves. Um, it, it, uh, this is another kind of interesting kind of tale for the avalanche in the offseason and with Taves I know a lot of people are saying like oh they are they, never going to trade Taves yeah I'm with you on that I think they're going to do every they're going to move mountains to try to get him signed because if it's if it's between if we got to trade Sam Gerard to sign Taves I think you do that I think yep. you make that move but if they feel like if they're having these negotiations with Taves and they feel like what he's asking for even if we trade Sam Gerrard, what he is asking for is just it can't fit into our, our budget. They might have to make that business decision. And I, I keep saying that because you have to remember how we got Devon Taves. It was a business decision that the Islanders had to make. They didn't want to get rid of him either. But we, Joe Sackick came in, swept in, knew the Islanders were struggling cap wise and just stole him. And now, like, that contract is running out. He has exceeded that contract. I think the Avalanche can get it done. I think they would – he is a priority. If they have to move other guys because of it, I think they, they have to seriously consider that because he's not a guy that they want to let go.
1: And I understand the the anti-tasers um, mm-hmm. saying last year he was a little bit invisible. There was a lot of just not typical taze moves when it comes to – Turnovers and just decisions that he made, but his hockey IQ is off the charts, and it pairs well with Kale McCarr. It's why they're always you see them paired up well together. So you want taze back, especially if there's going to be turnover. If Sam Gerard's going away. You mm-hmm. want whoever you bring in to be around taze What he brings to the defense is you really can't put a price tag on it. The Avs mm-hmm. will have to next year. I feel like this is one of those, you mentioned it, like keep this core together and address it either at the trade deadline or worry about it next year. Because as we talked about, the forward issue is going to be the number one thing to address. Mm -hmm. I would work there and then keep just that the defense, which has got you to where you are. It's got you the cup. It's Mm -hmm. got you the success from the worst team to a playoff contender. You keep that
0: core together. Yeah, and I feel like if you do trade someone like Sam Gerrard, uh, then then what's your moves? You know, then then you you have then your four is Makar, Taves, Byram, um, and uh, who, who am I? I'm, I'm blanking on his name already. You got um, Taves, uh, Manson, Josh yes. Manson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then what do you do? Like you could go sign. Eric Johnson, who obviously is a free agent for pretty cheap. You could go sign the other Johnson and Jack Johnson for pretty cheap, or you could bring up one of your young guys. You, you have a couple young defensemen, especially a lot of people obviously are high on Sam Malinsky, mm-hmm. um, the college signing that they had uh, the trade with San Jose that brought, brought in Ryan Merkley. He's a restricted free agent this year, but they, you know, should have no problem signing him. Do you give it up to one of those young guys to take that position? if you have to trade someone like Sam Girard, and then, and then your are like your top four is who we said. And then the bottom two is maybe one of the Johnsons. If you want to retire or resign them or both of them, I think that's an aged defensive pairing. If you go that route or you get one of them and let's say, you know, uh, Merkley maybe or, I don't, or, or Malinsky, one of those two or one of the free agents that we're about to talk about.
1: Yeah, I, especially with what you saw last year with injuries and Eagles call-ups at the beginning of the year, I don't see why you can't roll that last defensive pairing in that same fashion. Mm-hmm. You really want to, and training camp is another thing you want to keep your eye on, but I would, I would not be opposed to calling up an Eagle to fill that last spot on the defensive core and just
0: roll with what you got and let the forwards figure it out. It'd be a risk because, you know, those two guys that were talking specifically just are not really tested. (laughs) They're not tested in the pros. So that that is a risk. Uh, But let's get into um, some of these unrestricted free agents. First, we're going to hear from eBay Motors and then we'll uh, get into them. So uh, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. And it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors and with eBay guaranteed fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your car to the My Garage tab and look for the green check and you know that part will fit your car or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring a home, a win, when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only and exclusions apply. Before we go any further, we have to throw out a congratulations to the good old Denver Nuggets for making that NBA final. Uh, Denver teams like to do sweeps in conference finals. I don't know what it is, but uh, congratulations to them, probably going again up against the Miami Heat, who I think are are losing right now. I yes, mean, if, they were trailing the Celtics. Trailing. Yes. okay. but even if it gets three to one, you have to like the chances of Miami. So in all likelihood a nuggets and uh, heat final i don't really follow the nba all that much um but it's exciting exciting yeah. to have a, a another colorado team in a championship final so uh go follow the boys on Lockdown nuggets and uh I'm, I'm sure you guys are already so good luck to them in the nba finals as we move forward with uh our defensemen in uh the unrestricted free agent category uh let's do this kind of how we've been doing things we've been looking at the guys that are 5 million and up what they made last year and at the top of that list John Klingberg from Minnesota $7 million cap hit uh and right below him our very own Eric Johnson with that <laughs> 6 million it's it's kind of crazy to look at that just to see you know the production and th- that's why teams don't like to to sign Long-term deals because it's tough to long-term deals for guys that like that age. Yeah. Because it's tough for the production to last into their mid-30s. And he's a great example of that. So and Zach Parisi. He's another one. Yep. Um, where are we? Okay. Matt Dumba. He's an uh six million as well. Uh Dmitry Orlov is at 5.1 million. And my boy. <laughs> Actually, he's under. Five, uh, but I'm going to throw him in there because he's my boy, Mr. Shane Gossespear. He made 4.5, so um, that's your that's your move. It's clear as day. You trade Sammy G, you bring in Shane Gossespear for less than what Sammy G is making. Done deal. What do you think? You know, I, I knew just this want to was... Spear, yeah, I knew this was oh, coming.
1: Wow. I was gonna I was gonna let you have your Gothis Bear pep yeah. rally and parade. I mean but I mean it would it would be great, it would be nice. You would I'd love it. I, I've heard year after year your sales pitch on how great Ghost Bear would be for the Colorado Avalanche. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna make a move like that with the cap troubles that they have, if the Avs are gonna trade Sam G, this is what you do. You take that money and you go get former Colorado Avalanche Ryan Graves, who is much cheaper.
0: He is. He and, is. and has a, a rapport. Player. Yeah, has a rapport
1: with the boys. He's a different type of player. Yes, but you don't know what kind of player you're getting in Goths spare either. Whatever jersey oh, he I puts know. on, it's a different type of a uh, adaptation. And honestly, Gravy has kind of come into his own with his stint with the Devils, even though his Mm -hmm. production points-wise has been very similar. His two years in New Jersey, his two years in Colorado, very similar points-wise. But Gravy has this new, refound confidence. Mm -hmm. And for him to kind of be like this kind of world traveler and come back to Colorado Mm. and be right there with Taze, I think that it's going to be much cheaper. And you can use that money to go get you a 2C, go get you the rest of your forwards. I feel like that would be a better move and a safer move because you're really not thinking defense when you're trying to put this team together.
0: It would be definitely cheaper. Um, And do the Avalanche need someone like Shane Gossespierre? No, they they really don't. Like They have players that kind of do what he does and probably a little bit better. Um, It's just for total selfish reasons why I want him <laughs> on, on the abs. I, I readily admit that, but that's not to say like he wouldn't help them. Oh he yeah. Definitely help them. And, and how you said, like he's got like a different player wherever he goes. I kind of like that. He's hmm. adaptable then. Like he adapts to his surroundings and, and he can kind of play with in, in, different systems. I don't know if the same can be said for, for Ryan Graves, but the, but the interesting thing is like, I re- I always wonder what would happen to Ryan Graves if the expansion draft never came about, if Seattle mm. never was a thing, um, or if we had 32 teams, you know, a decade ago, and this was never, what would have happened to Ryan Graves in the avengers Because that's why they got rid of him. It was on the, on the, the writing was on the wall that Seattle was going to take him in the draft. So they basically said like, well, we'll just go get something for him. And that's exactly what they did. And then, uh, you know, Seattle had had no recourse on that. He, they, they couldn't do anything about it. Sounds like a um, good so what-if episode. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wonder how long his tenure would have lasted in Colorado. So it kind of made me feel like even though like he, I don't want to say he struggled to kind of keep up because he's a big guy. Mm-hmm. So he's never going to have that speed, right? He's, he's not he's not a, a fast guy, but he can be the, uh, the defender. And how we talk about, Kale McCarr and the offensive ability that he has, even Taves and um, even Bo Byram, like the Avalanche are loaded with the offensive defensemen who are very good at at defense as well. Uh, and Graves is kind of like the opposite; like it, it, it's defense first for him. Yeah. And you want that. You want you clearly need that on your team as well. You can't have you can't have all the same style of defenseman for all six of your defensemen. So and and if the Avalanche have shown us anything, and we talked about this when Alan sent us this this question in, uh, when we did the Instagram mailbag, uh, the Avs have shown they like bringing back, you know, familiar faces. Yeah. So, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, right. I love your ghost bear idea, mm-hmm. but there's less you have to teach Ryan Graves when it comes to playing Avalanche hockey. You could same just... coach. Coach hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah. You yep. just sign them, say, hey, you know what to do. And just let yep. him go. Gotham spare, you got to babysit a little bit. It's kind of this is how we do things. This is who you've cycle the puck to. Eat a couple games of figuring that out. Gravy, mm-hmm. you just sign him, go. You're good to go.
0: Now, if you're organizing by points from last year, you have Eric Gustafson. And I love saying that name because it just makes me think of grumpy old men. Uh, uh <laughs> I think of Alex Gustafson, uh,
1: the UFC fighter. So,
0: uh, okay, yeah. Um, so he he led defensemen in terms of unrestricted free agents uh, in points with 42, and he had a cap hit of 800,000 last year. Uh, he's 31 years old right now, played for, you know, obviously the Maple Leafs. Interesting to see what they're going to do with him or if he hightails it for some other team. Uh, one point behind him was Shane Gossespierre. Um, with 41 points in 75 games. Uh, Orlov was 36 points in 66 games. He's at 5.1. Klingberg, uh, 33 points in 67 games. Uh, and he's at the seven minute. So, with the exception of, of Gustafson, um, all the other guys are like you, you saw in, in a lot of the, the forward positions, like a mixture of points. And cap hit. It wasn't mm-hmm. just the high cap guys were at the top of the list in points, with the exception of the number one guy who led the unrestricted free agents in points. All those other guys kind of like lived up to their their contracts. Yeah. Um, and Graves is actually. Let's see. Uh, Shattenkirk's up there, and Graves is up there. Graves had thirty-four. No, I'm sorry. Graves had twenty-six points in seventy-eight games. For him, that's not bad. That's not he bad. He topped what? out
1: at 28 with the Avs. So
0: that's about what, that's what you why. want. Okay. And you're not looking to him to, to do that. So and I know I'm bringing up like points and stuff like that. It's not the the, the main focus for a defenseman. And um, what did he make last year? 3.1. 3.1. Uh, it's tough to gauge where he'll be. He's not going to go lower than that. Um, it might be a little bit higher than that, I would say. And he's 28, so this is his 27, 28 year contract. This is the, where he wants to cash in as much as he can. And can he do that with the avalanche? I don't know. Like, you don't want to get rid of uh, like Sammy G in a trade and his five million dollars, and then just go sign another defenseman for almost the same amount of money. That's yeah. kind of counterproductive to what the plan is. Yeah, if you could
1: if you could get gravy to agree to like a three point five, that mm-hmm. would be fine and great. But if you're going north of four, that's when you close the door on that one and mm. look elsewhere.
0: Yeah, um, I'm trying to look at some other. Yeah, Luke Shen on here. Nick um, Holden. He Nick Holden is on. Yeah, yep. So Ian Cole is on there. So, um, you have some former abs here. I say the guys who made. You know, good money kind of uh, lived up to their name in terms of points. Matt Dumba was pretty low on that list. I was about, I was waiting on that name to come up. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's 21st in points. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's I, I another
1: would, name I did not
0: – I do not ever expect to see in an Avalanche jersey. I mean, I think when you're looking at, at defensemen, you're looking at what's, what's the more depth moves going to be. Yeah. And I, and I don't know, like Ryan Graves, he's not really. Like, I don't think he wants to be that guy. I don't think he he might look at what's in Colorado and be like, yeah, my minutes are going to be limited there. He he might not want to come back because he knows he's not going to get the playing time if he stays where he is in New Jersey or or go somewhere else that can offer him more minutes. I think where the Avalanche are looking at guy, you know, even someone like you got Susie in Seattle that's not I, a bad move. Yeah.
1: I saw that name up there and it, it's very appealing. Mm-hmm. And for that role, that would be great. Mm-hmm. But with Seattle taking the run they did in the playoffs, I wonder if it's a, they're stay. in the, yeah, the mindset of we're putting this band back together. We have something working here. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if he's even going to test the market.
0: Yeah. Um, they have Gavrigoff in, uh, Los Angeles. I don't think he's really going anywhere. um, where uh, Troy Stetcher from Calgary, you're. I think you're looking at guys like that, Calvin Dehan yeah. in, in uh, with Carolina right now. Um, I'm just kind of like scrolling through like kind of the guys in the lower end here. Andreas um, England. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they bring him back. And and it, right below him is Ryan Murray, who had a short stint with uh, the ABS. So I think you're looking more in the depth. Pool we'll here for defensemen than you are and maybe like the forward positions um, because you're, you're okay. You're okay at defense, but you still have to make some, some maybe difficult decisions for the avalanche this off season. So uh, let us know what you think and uh, comment away in terms of defensemen, because uh, the abs are going to have to bring in some guys and, and some of those later names that we just mentioned could be where they look. So we'll see. Um, all right, let's hear from Bird Dogs, and then we'll get to Eric Johnson and his grade. But uh, I'm willing to bet our very own Shaggy Van Doom is uh, either wearing a pair of Bird Dogs, or they're right next to him uh, because he might use them as a pillow. They, they might double as a pillow. Uh, How about see his- all of the above. Final answer. Yes. Because you have two pairs, they sent us two pairs of these things. So you can wear one pair while you're snuggling up with uh, another pair. Yeah, these things are. I have to say, like I've I've heard of bird dogs, uh, but I've never purchased any bird dogs. And when they signed on with us here at Locked On, uh, they sent us a couple pairs of shorts. Highly, highly impressed with uh, the material that these things are made of. Uh, they're insanely comfortable. You can get them with or without a liner. Um, and I think the liner just makes them even more comfortable than they yes. already are. You can get them without it if you don't want the liner. But the one thing that uh, I said last week when we were doing the bird dogs uh, ad was I was looking forward to we were building a deck and I did exactly what I said I was going to do. Mr. Sullivan, I had we had a, a day where were building the deck and at the end of the day sat back there relaxed and it it was i'm not going to say like a pair of shorts made my day brighter but i i was just out there in comfort total and complete comfort
1: that's exactly what i do with my bird dogs it is i cycle them in and out my daughter even said dad do you wear anything other than bird dogs now and i looked at her and her sweet little nine-year-old face i said no
0: yeah i'm one of those guys that just attaches to like like one or two pairs of shorts or one or two pairs of jeans and just cycles through them. And the bird dogs have, uh, they they have replaced my usual shorts and now they're the go-to. And the thing that you hear about most with bird dogs, either it's the pants or the shorts is the fit, the comfort and the versatility. So right now they have a nice little offer for our people over here at locked on. You go to bird dogs.com slash locked on NHL and enter the promo code locked on NHL. they will throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. And if you're looking on YouTube, there is that beautiful tumbler right there, even with the imprint on the bottom. I don't know why that impresses me. It just does. So go to birddogs.com right now, slash LOCKEDONNHL, order up some shorts for the summer months. They are here. And get a nice, cool tumbler. All right, couple more things to get to, and we are going to start with Mr. Eric Johnson and his grade for the season. If you're watching over on YouTube, there it is, um, and he is pretty much C's across the board. I went with a C-, um, and everybody else went with C. Kyle went with a C. YouTube, 49% C. Twitter, 41%. C and Instagram, 45% C. <clears throat> and it was uh, Twitter where it was 41% C, 40% B. So it was very, very close on uh, Twitter. But another player who got grades, he got A's. There were some A's thrown in there and there were some D's and F's uh, smattered in there as well. Uh, but you went with a C. Explain why. This felt like the Eric Johnson
1: goodbye tour. Mm-hmm. Um, the injury kind of ruined that a little bit, but he came back quicker than anticipated, mm-hmm. which is why I didn't go for a C minus because that where is where his grade would have fallen. He kind of disappeared. He was a scratch at one point. Um a healthy scratch at one yeah, point. It's it's Eric Johnson, the, the contract. I mean we call him the condor but that was an albatross of a contract that was just weighing the team down. We love everything you do EJ, but mm-hmm. just was not
0: your best campaign. And I think you know the what he did last year was kind of what I was hoping for this year. Yeah. You know he's he's in his mid 30s now so and he was never that Offensive powerhouse of a guy, but he's a big body, so you kind of rely on him on the defensive side of things. And I thought he was okay, uh, defensively, but I, I think you could just see hockey wears on you, yep. and he's been in the league for, since what 2007, 2008. Yes, um, so it, 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 and you can just tell like all the injuries he's gone through. Impressed with the playoffs, he played 70 games, so yeah he still can can give you some some production in terms of being a body out there, but that's not really not what you want right now. And you look at his you know the offensive side of things, one goal. and that one goal just happened to be a game winning goal and it was in the playoffs. So he didn't score a goal during the regular season and he had eight assists. so a total of nine points. he's not like again, he's not he's not out there for the offense, but he can give it to you. he has a, he has a really good shot. Um, and I just don't think he, like the skill set, it just diminishes when you get older. And when yep. you're going up against a league that's getting younger, um, it's tough to be able to to find, like you look at Kale McCarr and, you know, the, he, he's just, he's younger and he can create chances for himself. Eric Johnson just can't do that anymore. Yep. So, 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 okay. That's okay. Fine. So then what's your other role on the team? And that's just to be on the defensive side of things. And in that aspect, you were okay. You were, you were so, so. But, <clears throat> uh, I mean, they still relied on him for, you look at his average time on ice. So for 17 minutes at each game. So, but a lot of that was because of injuries. So um, he, you, you always use the word invisible when talking about guys, That was me and Eric Johnson this year. I just thought he, uh, if you're, if you're going to ask me who was the most invisible guy that was out there, I was shocked when I was entering these, uh, stats and saw that he was out there for an average of 17 minutes. Yeah.
1: And EJ's best offensive days were with Tyson Berry, where he was firing shots from the blue line and making things go in that way. Mm -hmm. Those years it's, it's diminished since then. And you brought up Kale McCarr. This year was an example of Kale McCarr, Bowen Byram, and even Taze to an extent kind of changing the game with their play style. And Eric Johnson, the game getting away from him because of his age. Yeah. Like he can't, he can't help you out offensively. Defensively. He's with the injuries. He's a little bit slower and you're watching the game speed around him. So it's, it's about the end of the road for Eric Johnson. Love everything, and we're not saying this because we're we're kind of dumping on him. No, we love no. everything EJ's ever done for this team, but this was about the
0: end. I think I've said it a few times. Um, I I think he wanted to come back number one because he was still making six million dollars in one more year. Um, and it lined up perfectly for him. He had one year left on his contract that was gonna pay him six million dollars, and that last year was to defend. A Stanley Cup title which he had yet to do in his career either and now that both of those things are done where does he go from here obviously you know that that's up to him Horse um, racing horse racing is definitely a big thing for him so I don't know I, I if I'm the avalanche I just kind of feel like all right it's time it's time there's as uh, we were just saying before how the avalanche love familiar faces but you can't just keep doing that. You can't just keep regurgitating familiar faces just because you, you you like what they've done for you over the course of their career. And we said again in this episode, business decisions. Love you, Eric Johnson. I hope that you retire as an avalanche and they give you a front office position doing something, um, you know, or even an assistant coach position or, or whatever the case may be. I, I, hope, I, I wouldn't, it's weird because I wouldn't want to see him in another uniform. Bring so him I on an altitude. Of, yeah. Yeah. Do that if he's up for that. So, um, I, I just, I don't know. Like, if they do go resign him, it's going to be for a very, very low number, probably like close to the league minimum or, you know, around a million. Here's a million bucks to go play. But I think what he would bring out on the ice for you wouldn't really help you. Nope. So, um, we'll see. We'll have to see where it goes for Eric Johnson, uh, in this offseason, see what he decides to do. Because when you get that hockey itch, sometimes it's just t- tough to let it go. Yeah, um, But we'll see. Um, all right. We're going to wrap it up there. I know we said we'd get to uh, the Stars and, and Vegas, but um, maybe it's a good thing that we're not going to get to it today because we're running a little bit long because there was still 10 minutes left in the game when we started this. Maybe something even crazier happened in those last 10 minutes, uh, and we'll get to that tomorrow. But just know, Shame. Dallas stars fans be better and and Jamie Ben shame. We'll talk about that tomorrow, but it's looking like a uh, Vegas and Florida. Well, you know, Florida is looking, it's going down that road of Florida and uh, Vegas in the Stanley Cup final. So, Um, but we'll talk about that tomorrow and we will get to goalies as well. Could be an interesting, just like the defenseman, could be an interesting offseason for uh, backup goalies for the Avalanche. So that's going to wrap it up for today's episode, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Uh, he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I'm Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche podcast, and we'll catch you guys tomorrow. Go, abs go. <laughs>